The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our second half of the Patricia Raskin Show. And this is really a very, this is an exciting interview. Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Dudley Danoff, who's an MD. He's a diplomat of the American Board of Urology and a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. And his book in its second edition, is called The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health. And we're talking about practical, safe, no-nonsense advice for men and women. We'll talk about erectile dysfunction and potency in prostate. And we'll talk about tips for a healthy, active sex life at any age. Welcome, Dr. Danoff. Oh, thank you, Patricia. It's a pleasure to speak with you. All right, I want to say a little bit more about you. You are president and founder of the Cedar-Sinai's Tower Urology Medical Group in Los Angeles and a diplomat of the American Board of Urology and a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. And for over a quarter of a century, you've been on the clinical faculty of UCLA School of Medicine. So um, this is very interesting. We hear so many things about male sexual health, and mostly, and I'm sure these these are the things that we hear, and I wonder if they're, if they're myth or if they're truth. One, as the man gets older, the impotency is, can start to happen, that, you know, you lose your vitality sexually, so um, the, you're going, and you're going to have prostate problems. That's what, that's what we hear. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give you the, the lawyer's answer. It depends. <laughs> uh, so with aging, you know, we can't run as fast. We can't jump as high. Uh, <laughs> so there are some limitations as to what we can do. Uh, the expression is it takes me all night long to do what I used to do all night long. <laughs> so it does change. I love that. Uh, but men are still, you know, able to get an erection. They're able to reach orgasm. It might take a little bit longer. They may do it less frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly uh, it is no less satisfying as a man gets older than when he's very young. Uh, with regard to prostate health, uh, it is true as men age, uh, the prostate gets larger and it often becomes problematic, but almost all prostate disease is treatable. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do to prevent prostate disease or is it genetic? It is genetic. Uh, at least it's genetic in terms of prostate cancer. So if you have a male relative who has prostate cancer, you are uh, 30 times more likely to get prostate cancer than somebody else in the community. And we're going to see uh, 240,000 new cases of prostate cancer alone in the United States this year. And mm. the, the trick to uh, cure is early diagnosis. 
Mm-hmm. And what are what are some of the warning signs of that? When you when know, should un- you go to the doctor? Unfortunately, um, prostate cancer has no warning signs until it's too late. So, what men often uh, perceive getting up at night hesitancy, the inability to empty the bladder. Those are all signs of prostatic enlargement, but not necessarily the signs of prostatic cancer. So every man over 40 needs an annual digital rectal exam. He needs a PSA and a prostate ultrasound. And in using those three techniques, we can make the early diagnosis of prostate cancer, and it's eminently treatable. Today, mostly with the robot, one day in the hospital, preservation of potency, preservation of continence, uh, like a bump in the road. Mm. But the key is early diagnosis. Talk about the robot. Talk about that. Well, the ro- I've been in practice for more than 30 years. I've seen the evolution of prostate cancer surgery from a relatively crude procedure to this elegant robot. The robot is the greatest... Uh, invention uh, since chopped liver. I mean, it is something which is, <laughs> it is so remarkable in its ability uh, to see uh, as a surgeon, I'm ambidextrous, mm-hmm. I use both hands. I can rotate or pronate 180 degrees uh, with the robotic arm. I can pronate and rotate it 360 degrees. I can wow. angulate it. Mm-hmm. I can see things three-dimensional, 15 times magnified, very precise anastomosis, no incision. I mean, you'd think I'm making up a fairy tale, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's really remarkable. So there's the downtime. There's hardly, there's no downtime. Yeah, as a matter this. of fact, we're, we're doing more and more of our radical prostatectomies with the robot as outpatients. Patients don't even come into the hospital. What do and you mean? So you the don't, oh, oh, they do in the office. In the office. The, well, you we do, do it in an outpatient facility. I mean, we do need an operating room facility, but we certainly don't need a thousand-bed hospital to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, initially, mm-hmm. patients were in, you know, the hospital five, six days. They would wear a catheter for 10 days. I mean, now it's done as an outpatient. There's basically no incision, virtually no pain, a very precise anastomosis, a couple of days with a catheter. Uh, it's, uh, it's really remarkable. Now, are they using the robot around the country? I mean, is this more in the area that you are? Well, they're using, I, obviously, I can only speak with expertise about the area of urology. So in most large centers, there is a robotically trained surgeon. And I think this is becoming more and more the standard of care where robots are done. I think if you're in the boonies or at a small community hospital, they may not have it. But anybody that's, you know, within shot of a large medical center, university center, a big community hospital like Cedars-Sinai here in Los Angeles, uh, the robot is readily available. And, you know, there are surgeons that are robotically skilled. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're seeing it. We have it here on the East Coast as well. I mean, I, I was asking specifically about prostate, if they're using prostate with the, the robot for um, prostate cancer all over the country. Well, I mean, if they're not, uh, Patricia, they should be. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that to have a surgical procedure on your prostate for the cure of prostate cancer, which is not done robotically, falls below the standard of care. Mm-hmm. Today. Yeah, today. Today, yes. Yeah, okay. You know, I may, there may be people that 
that don't agree with me, but I, I certainly will stand tall and defend that position. Okay. All right. Let's, let me ask you about, you know, ED, erectile dysfunction. We see the ads every single day on television, at least twice, for you know, <laughs> something that we can take for ED so that right. we can, you know, be in our loved one's arms. Yes. Um, t- talk about ED. Just give us your kind of, your assessment of it and what your... Um, what would you say is the standard of care for this? So there are a number of drugs which are called PDE5 inhibitors, and those include Cialis with the two bathtubs and Viagra and Levitra. Right. And those drugs increase blood flow. Uh, those drugs are highly effective. It's a billion-dollar industry. It helps a lot of men who are having ED because of vascular problems. It also is used by a lot of younger men for performance enhancement. They are overall very, very safe drugs, and overall they're very effective. Uh, so it allows an older man to, you know, get an erection and, uh, have, you know, firm enough for penetration where years ago and without that drugs, he was unable to do so. So they are good drugs, they're very, very safe. They're very widely used and obviously heavily promoted and extremely profitable for the drug companies. Yeah. And side effects? Uh, really, really minimal. Uh, the only yeah. real danger is because they are what we call vasodilators, they dilate the blood vessels to increase blood flow. They mm-hmm. can't be used with anybody who has angina, which is the uh, narrowing of the coronary artery blood vessels for which they take nitroglycerin or nitroglycerin-like compounds. That's really the only contraindication. Okay. All right. So uh, so you really do support the, the drugs for erectile oh, dysfunction? Oh, absolutely. And, and one of the drugs, Cialis, is actually approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, for the treatment of benign prostatic hyperplasia, sometimes called BPH. So the daily use of that drug uh, is at least reported to reduce enlargement of the prostate. Mm. Oh, so so it's, it's a dual. It's, it's oh, helping yeah. with two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And parenthetically, uh, you know, since it's me and I don't have to worry about HIPAA, I take the drug every day. I love it. For more than one reason. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you said that there are men that are younger that will take it. So yeah, that and, and there are those, those fellows have to be a little careful because they actually can OD on that and get an erection that lasts longer than four hours, which is not, you know, you hear that on You on do. The advertisement. You do hear that, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I actually, Patricia, if that happened to me, I wouldn't call my doctor. I'd call everybody, but that's another oh. story. Oh. But, but it can't. But it, but that's called priapism, and, and seriously, not, not to make a joke about that, but that is a dangerous condition. And if a young man, you know, is taking some alcohol and then taking uh, a Cialis or a Viagra that he doesn't need and he has a, an erection that does last longer than four hours, that, that's problematic. So young people can abuse these drugs. They have to be very careful. All right, we're going to take a break in a couple minutes, but before we do, I want to start to talk about, um, you know, tips for healthy, active sex life. And I know, as I said, we'll have a whole second segment to talk about it, but just kind of give us a teaser about what do you think are some tips? 
I mean, if you were to ask me as a layperson, the first thing I would say is good communication between partners. Because if you don't have good communication and you're angry at someone, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for good um, romantic intimacy. Yeah, well, I, I I would put that you know right at the top of the list. You have to communicate your needs, and you need to listen to your partner's needs. And the other thing is good health, physical fitness, and we'll talk more about that absolutely go hand in glove with uh, with yeah. sexual fitness and i talk about that a lot in my book yeah i mean if you take care of yourself and you go to the gym and you exercise and you're oh, healthy absolutely absolutely and when you think about sexuality you know it's it's a pretty vigorous uh, physical activity yeah yeah and it's healthy and i think i think we have oh, a very mixed up we have healthy. a mixed up view about that because of all the morals <laughs> and 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 there is abuse of it, just like there's abuse of many other things. Oh, but it's... you know, absolutely. I mean, we have to talk about whatever practice you do, it's got to be safe sex, and S-A-F-E in capital letters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are lots of things you can do, but every one of them has to be safe. Right. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Dr. Dudley Danoff. MD urologist in Los Angeles. His book is The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health. And we'll be back right after the break, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone. We have such an interesting interview with Dr. Dudley Danoff, MD, urologist in Los Angeles, for many, many years. And his book is The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health. And um, welcome back, Dr. Danoff. Thank you so much. All right. So, you know, before I ask you another question... What is it you want to tell our listeners? What is it that you think may be a misconception or maybe something that you'd really like to, like, square this away? Go ahead. Well, look, male sexuality is all about the positive the power of positive thinking as applied to a man's favorite organ. It's as reliable as you think it is. It's as long as you think it is. It's as firm as you think it is. Mm. And it's all about positive thinking and a positive outlook. You've got to be upbeat. The glass is always half full. And if I can get that message across, then I would sleep very well tonight. <laughs> and you think that's the problem? People well, are uh, ashamed of it or people are uh, positive just, about it? Mean, we were talking a little bit uh, before about the word penis. I mean, the original title of my book was Penis Power, the Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health. And here in the 21st century, uh, with Howard Stern and the Internet and all the rest, uh, people were looking at the word penis as a pejorative word. Penis is a body part. Penis yeah. is to the urologist, you know, what the stomach is to the gastroenterologist. I mean, let's get over it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's astounding. I mean, you could say the word breast. You could say the vagina monologues. No, nobody blushes. You say the word penis, everybody starts to giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really? you wonder why. <laughs> well, and you know what the other, I'll tell you the other word that people get crazy over is masturbation. You say that uh, word. Yeah. It, yeah. And it does have a negative connotation. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, if you go, if you go, say, to uh, the, the sleazy part of town and you see all of these uh, bars that advertise, you know, totally nude dancers, you go to the male so, so-called strip bar, th- there's no such thing as a totally nude male. You never see a totally nude male. I mean, you think about that one, Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Yes>. why? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, so I had a question right here on the tip of my tongue. It was very interesting, so it will come back to me. But it was about... Um, it'll come back. Anyway, yeah. my, my question... Does size matter? <laughs> yeah. No, well, you can answer that. That wasn't the question, but it, oh. it's close. Go ahead. You're <laughs> going to answer the question about size. Well, uh, you know, I always say it's not, it's not uh, uh, women who have penis envy. It's men. You know, every man is concerned about the size of his organ, and I, mm-hmm. I really don't believe in my heart of hearts there isn't a man alive that would like not to have a, a larger organ. But it's totally irrelevant. Irrelevant. I've seen, but is um, but is that true? I mean, if a woman is larger, um, it does it make a difference in in size in terms it, it, of it may it may in certain small number of cases, you know, where people adjust. I mean, you know, you're not going to get a a seven foot um, um, basketball player, uh, you know, engaged over the long period, you know, with a, with a woman who's five foot one inches tall. It just doesn't yeah. it doesn't work. But I've been in practice for many years. I've seen more penises than can fill the Rose Bowl, and I've seen a lot of partners attached to those. I never had 
a woman come to me and say, Dr. Danoff, could you make my man's penis longer, wider, fatter? What I have had them ask me is, can you make it a little firmer and attach it to a sweeter guy? So, wow. And, and, and preferably, you know, with a Platinum American Express card. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, let me ask you, I, ha- I got my question back. Good. Um, masturbation in terms of health. Talk about how I'm talking. Now, Clint, put on your real clinical hat. Yeah, got it. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Well, I think masturbation is perfectly normal and perfectly legitimate, uh, and it's, it's absolutely not harmful. I mean, you can certainly get an abrasion on the skin if you're too vigorous, yeah. but I don't see any medical downside to masturbation. I mean, your brain uh, and your penis and your seminal vesicles and your prostate gland and your testicles don't know whether you're masturbating or whether you're having, you know, so, okay, intercourse. So, so, it's so that's same. my question. If you don't have a partner, you know, if you're alone and you're just, you're in a, uh, you're just not with anybody for a year yeah. or two, do you think it's healthy in terms of your keeping your sexual vitality? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. yeah that that I mean, was there's, the question. There's a sort of a, a funny story, you know, about the grandmother that sees the little boy masturbating and he says, you know, now you, you don't do that, young man. That's going to that's gonna make you blind. And the little kid answers, Grandma, can I do it till I just need glasses? Oh, that's hysterical. Oh. <laughs> you thought of doing stand-up, by the way? No, 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 no. You know, urologist, everybody comes in. It's a very awkward uh, examination. And everybody's, Doc, did you hear this one? They want to lighten up the situation. They want to disarm, you know, disarm the situation. So we hear a lot of jokes in urology. Um. Tell us, um, let's talk about men, uh, health for men in terms of prostate health, sexual health, and food and nutrition and exercise. Share well, some tips uh, there. Uh, I mean, I think good general health, uh, low carbohydrate, high protein, low fat diet, cardiovascular fitness, um, exercise, proper mental attitude, all of those things that promote general health promote sexual health. You know, no smoking, limited use of alcohol, certainly no use of any, any kind of a heavy drug. All of those are detrimental to your general health and they're detrimental to your sexual health. So that's very important. Are, do you have any um, in your book? Are there some recommendations there? Yeah, I have some, I have some exercises. I have some dietary uh, suggestions. Uh, I have some cardiovascular fitness suggestions. Good. Uh, you know, when you think about it, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, those kinds of things, deep knee bends. Uh, there's all sorts of things that emulate sexual activity. Kind um, of like the kind of like the Kegel, the Kegel exercises Kegel is, for women. Yeah, Kegel, the perineal exercises. Yeah. We talk about that. All of those things are very helpful. All right, we've got a couple minutes left, so let's talk about the fun chapter in your book, which is what's your penis personality? Just talk a little <laughs> bit about that. That's a fun chapter. Okay, well, that came about, I think, uh, my son, uh, who helped me write the book, uh, I guess we were sitting around and having a beer one day, and we said, you know, men are the same in the bedroom as they are in the boardroom. Uh, if a man is sort of a jerk in the bedroom, he's a jerk in the boardroom. If he's bossy in the boardroom, he's bossy in the bedroom. Yeah. And then we took the, the P word. We try to make, so we gave people positive penis personalities 
and uh, and negative penis personalities. For example, uh, one of the one of the ones that I like best is called the passionate uh, penis personality. Mm-hmm. He's Rhett Butler and Prince Charming, George Clooney, and Brad Pitt, a lover's love lover with boundless enthusiasm for life, emotional, ardent, and lusty. He likes uh-huh. grand gestures and noble statements. He sends bouquets, dances cheek to cheek, remembers birthdays and anniversaries. And if he forgets, he'll make it up for his era magnificently. So that would be, for example, a positive one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have, you have, and they're fun, and there are little diagrams that go with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. poetic penis personality speaks a language of love filled with deep thought, feeling, and life experience. It <laughs> so makes those are all every fun. encounter a romantic tour de force. He makes Our... love like a dancer with poetry <laughs> and position in his every movement. All right. <laughs> and we are going to have to move and close, but this has been so much fun. Tell people how they can get the book, The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health. Yeah, it's available in Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Go to my website, The Ultimate Guide to Male Men's Health.com, The Ultimate okay. Guide to Men's Health.com. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dudley Danoff, MD, a MD. urologist, and pick up this book. Thanks so much for being on the program. Rachel, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, stay on for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up Patricia Raskin today for The Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.